Hi, guys. Welcome back to the Mel K Show. I'm very excited. I've been trying to get this man on my show for a while. Uh, he is America's sheriff, and uh, I believe somebody who has the honest solution to what's going on in our country right now, and probably the last person that um, that really can uh, save this country with actual solutions. And I'm so blessed today to have Sheriff Mack on. I know many of you know him, but for those of you who don't, you are in for a treat. Thank you for joining me, Sheriff Mack. Melke, it is a pleasure to be with you. Uh, I've, I've wanted to be on your show for a long time. It was a pleasure to meet you in Pennsylvania. Yes. Yeah, Pennsylvania. I was so excited because I have uh, watched you and um, I learned a lot this past year about what sheriffs do. And I don't think most people get the uh, level of responsibility and actually ability to uh, enforce real laws, the Constitution, the Bill of Rights uh, that the sheriffs have. And we really, as the people, need to understand that and also seek out our sheriffs. But again, also make sure that the people that have those positions are people that live by the oath. So if you could start a little bit, tell a little bit about yourself and what you're doing, because everyone should know about your organization. It is really uh, the solution, I believe, to help we the people take back our country. Well, thank you for that. I, I absolutely agree. Uh, I've looked at all the solutions that are out there, and uh, really the only one that I see that is peaceful and effective is uh, the sheriff standing with us in our non-compliance and our civil disobedience uh, to rectify the, the uh, liberty ship that we're all supposed to be on and get the tyrants out of our lives and get us back to our constitutional republic. Uh, I will tell you this, that uh, I spent 20 years in law enforcement. Uh, that's all I ever wanted to be was the sheriff in my hometown. I spent 11 years with the Provo Police Department in Utah. And then I moved home in 1988 and ran for Graham County Sheriff. And it was really an unlikely election. I mean, I never, I hadn't lived there for 12 years. I never worked in law enforcement or public service in the state of Arizona or in my county, but I had some name recognition as uh, an all-star athlete, and my dad also worked there in the FBI for about 25 years, so our family had some good name recognition, and, and people were ready for some new blood, and I offered old blood because I was from there, and I offered new blood because I wasn't part of the corrupt system that was there, and so... Uh, my election took off. And uh, before that, though, while I served as a cop, I got converted to the Constitution and I went to a class uh, called uh, the Constitution for Law Enforcement Officers taught by W. Cleon Skousen. And I was totally converted to the Constitution. And I just said, I know we can do this as peace officers and sheriffs. We can enforce the Constitution. We can follow the Constitution. We can keep our oath of office and still get drug dealers off the streets and still do uh, DUI arrests and do neighborhood patrols, do our other jobs, but we've got to put liberty first. And that means in the execution of our jobs, we are enforcing, upholding and defending the Bill of Rights as we also enforce local laws and statutes. And because I will tell you this, liberty and the constitution come first there is no other law there is no other statute that uh supersedes 
the Bill of Rights. And, and a lot of cops have that backwards and they don't understand that. And our training sets that straight. And so I, I kind of feel like a, a modern day Paul Revere. I'm traveling all over the country, waking people up uh, to our awful situation and that there is a plan of action and that we need to get involved. But let me reiterate this, the CSPOA solution is peaceful right. and effective. And, and I won't go any place else, but peaceful. It has to remain peaceful. Is it bold and is it strong and powerful? Oh yes, all of that. Uh, but uh, we, we do not advocate violence of any kind. And we tell that to the all governments. Right. You're not supposed to be committing all these acts of violence. And I'm gonna tell uh, comrade Biden and his dictatorship administration, they have no authority to uh, enforce their ridiculous vaccine mandates. And that's where a constitutional sheriff comes in. He will not allow that to be enforced in his county. Right. Yeah, I think it's also the miseducation of we the people, um, certainly over the last 20 years, uh, if not longer, uh, by design, um, as you talk about on your page, and we'll put the link below and everyone should get involved because this is a this is really a way for we the people to empower ourselves. Well, let me let me let me add to that. Yeah. Every citizen in this country, every person in this country can be a member of the right. CSPOA, can donate to the CSPOA and and make us bigger, better and stronger. Right. Because, uh, you know, uh, people are very confused about the fact that we are a constitutional republic. We are not some uh, big democracy that is run out of D.C. So now um, we're at a place where we have to remember that states rights are human rights are our rights that matter the most. I have a one man show here today. Oh, don't worry. I have a one man show every day. <laughs> no, but, but, so know, this, I don't think America. Kind of, I'm glad you brought up. I'm glad you brought up the part about people being involved with their sheriffs. Right. Uh, because you're the, you're the sheriff's boss. Right. And, and a lot of people don't understand this, but the sheriff only answers to you. Right. Can you explain the actual oath uh, that that is is what everyone's actually supposed to be living with? But I know you go around and you explain the oath of office and that it's not something that's debatable. It's not you can't move it around. It is the right. oath that one takes when taking on the responsibility. And like you said, a lot of sheriffs, but then you go into the police force and all that, it's it's as if they don't know anymore or weren't taught the oath of office that they are supposed to be um, committed to. And now we have all these breaches from the federal government that are totally fraudulent, unconstitutional. Can you explain the oath that one takes when they uh, take the oath of the sheriff? Well, uh, most people uh, that take the oath just think, think it's a, a meaningless uh, ceremony. Uh, and it's kind of nice to do at your graduation. Uh, but then we all summarily ignore it. And I say we because I did that. Right. And and I did the same thing. I just I was not a constitutional cop when I started in law enforcement in 1979. I wasn't. I just I just thought, hey, we just got to be out here writing tickets. Let's write those tickets and, you know, let's make those uh, drunk driving arrests and Let's get those shoplifters out of the malls. And, you know, 
Oh, and of course, let's fill up the prisons with all the drug dealers and drug users. Right. And um, I, I went undercover uh, in 1982 as an, a narcotics agent. Oh, wow. And I mean totally undercover. And I learned then how useless and futile the drug war really is. Right. And, and so I, I just believe in complete liberty and each individual is to be left alone. And the oath of office is supposed to be guaranteeing that. And so Article 6 of the U.S. Constitution requires by the supreme law of the land that each of us in government, no matter if we're in the judicial branch, legislative branch, or executive branch, we all have the same assignment. And that is to uphold and defend, protect and preserve the United States Constitution and thereby guaranteed liberty and self-governance to every citizen in this country. I don't think we get this, that America was supposed to be a self-governing country, that government stays out of our lives unless we're really doing some harm to someone else. And, and so the oath of office is key to all of this because each of us is required to raise our right arm and swear a solemn oath in front of our constituents that we will protect and preserve the United States Constitution and will to the best of our ability uphold, defend and protect these God-given rights. Right. And I was very disenchanted with that, Mel. I, I have to tell you that I, when I started studying the Constitution, I looked at what government did on one hand and I looked at what the Constitution said on the other and there was very little, very, very little similarity. Yeah. And it's and gotten way worse. Um, you know, what we're dealing with now, two questions I have for you um, about this is A, what now, so every sheriff, is what you say, there's 3,000 sheriffs and they're all elected by we the people, which right. again goes back to what we discussed in person, which is if there was fraud in our election, then it was fraud all the way down the ballot, which means that there are sheriffs in there, we know from Maricopa County, a Soros back sheriff, but AGs, judges, um, city council, uh, you know, Senate and, and Congress, there are a lot of other people that are fraudulently <clears throat> in place that don't even respect the Constitution or our Bill of Rights, which means that election integrity is so key to achieving the goals because we have to make sure that the sheriff is not only uh, committed to the oath, but is a constitutional Bill of Rights, you know, liberty and justice for real sheriff. So right. right now we have something going on, A, at the border. So how come the uh, sheriffs that are on the border down there are ceding their ability to do their job to the federal government, which really shouldn't be doing that job? Well, right at the border, uh, the, uh, the federal government does have the responsibility to protect the borders from invasion per right. Article 4, Section 4. However, if they fail to do that, we have every obligation and every right uh, to do it for them uh, or instead of them, uh, because our job ultimately is, again, liberty and protection. And if, if the federal government is going to play politics with national security at our borders and they're going to allow all these thousands and thousands, tens of thousands of people to enter our country when they when they have said that you and I can lose our jobs and go to jail if we don't get vaccinated. These people coming across the border 
aren't even tested to see if they're sick and they've never been required to be vaccinated. Right. And so they, again, the hypocrisy is off the charts with all of this. Right. But the thing of it is at the border, we have already documented, and this has been happening for years, especially under Obama and Biden. Right. Trump was the only one that did anything about it. And, and look at the order that happened under Trump at the border. I know. Uh, and these sheriffs were not having to pull their hair out because uh, the, the, so many people were coming into their counties uh, illegally. Right. And, and this isn't just that they're walking across and then going into cities and, and picking up jobs and free places to live. It's that they commit a lot of crime at the border because they're trying to find food and, uh, and other resources there. And these poor ranchers along the border are being inundated with, with criminal activity and they don't know what to do. Right. And the sheriffs, but the problem with this though, the sheriffs along the border in California won't do anything about it. And, the and a lot of the uh, governor, well, the governor of New Mexico won't do anything about it in New Mexico either. So we have Arizona uh, sheriffs really trying Right. We have Texas border sheriffs that are really trying, but they don't have the resources right. that the federal government has. And the federal government has most of the funding. Governor Abbott is trying to provide some resources for these sheriffs uh, to do this uh, horrible, humongous job. And the Biden dictatorship just keeps making it impossible for them to do it. Yeah. These sheriffs want to do it because they need to do it in order to protect their citizens. We also know that thousands of international terrorists right. and their groups are infiltrating America. And that should scare the American people uh, and scare them away from the Biden dictatorship and find somebody who will protect our borders just as the constitution requires. Right, that's why I've been saying to everyone when I go out on, on the road, you know, not only is every county entitled to an audit to make sure that the people that are in there are supposed to be in there, but you know, most a lot of this is our fault. We, the people, for not um, being, you know, on top of what was going on. It we saw it the last twenty years, especially with the infiltration of the Soros NGOs all over this country, wreaking havoc with their color revolution, causing fomenting needless uh, violence and all of that, just to just to create chaos. To keep your eyes off the ball. And uh, now I, I also see that they're busing these illegal aliens all over the country. And for people that think that it's a border issue, uh, they are, they are ter terribly wrong. It's coming into everywhere. There's thousands and thousands of um, and being flown and, um, and driven all over the country that is being funded, honestly, by some Catholic charities, some Soros NGOs, these, these groups that pretend to be, um, you know, for the good of the people. But if you scrape down, you realize that isn't true. But like you've said many times, you know, if we're not vetting everyone that we're electing and we're just electing by some, you know, party status, then it's our fault. We should be looking at every single person we vote for into their background, where they came from, you know, who financed them. Uh, that's something that I feel like is really important for people to understand is that, yeah. you know, the local level um, elections and who is in your local level is really what's causing your local issues. Yeah, it is. And uh, ultimately, when you have this humongous corruption surrounding right. you and government agents are abusing you and victimizing you, 
uh, not just failure to protect your rights, but absolutely destroying your rights. When government becomes venal and oppressive, to whom can you turn right. for peace, safety, and protection, and ultimately liberty? And if that be not your local sheriff, then who on earth could it be? Right. And, and to allow these uh, government abuses and victimizations to continue and act like sheriffs or local officials, governors, mayors, city councils, county commissioners, as if we have some sort of obligation to go along with this tyrannical nonsense and this authority, uh, totalitarian uh, form of government, this dictatorship that's going on and its failure to address national security, intentionally failing to address uh, national security. Uh, th this is mind boggling that anyone would say, we can't do anything about it. Right. Oh, I have an obligation to go along with all of this. And I actually hear that sometimes, but I'm I'm really grateful and encouraged that so many sheriffs are waking up and a lot of people too. Yeah, well, it's also because the people are starting to demand that of the sheriffs. And you just brought up something really important that I talk about a lot. Um, this week, de Blasio, uh, this, the, the, what he's done to this city that I live in is a, such a travesty. People don't understand. We have no cops. We have no bail. We have homeless people everywhere that, and the cops can't approach them, by the way. And on top of that, um, de Blasio this week took down the um, statue of Thomas Jefferson that's been in City Hall for 187 years, saying that it was divisive. And it's actually Thomas Jefferson that was really worried, you know, that demanded the Bill of Rights be uh, be part of, you know, the constitutional law of this land. And uh, he also said, I believe, you can correct me if I'm wrong, that when the government became so tyrannical that it was no longer for the people, by the people, that it was the duty of the people to replace that government. And uh, that in the Constitution, what they, they've demonized the idea of a posse or a militia, but in the Constitution, which we know the founding fathers were a militia, uh, they have it in there that it is up to us. And I've been saying to people that I think one six might have been um, a false flag in terms of threatening we the people from using that constitutional right to defend our property ourselves from the government. And I've been saying because they've demonized the militia, they've, they've political prisoners of wrong think in a jail in the District of Columbia that have been tortured and been in there with basically no charges that weren't violent. They should have been maybe tickets. But now we're right. at a point where now everyone's scared and we have that constitutional right. And I've been saying, well, if you want to form a militia or a posse to protect your neighborhood, your town, your local community, because clearly the federal government isn't doing that, maybe go to the sheriff and have the sheriff help organize it and, and make it so that they can't come after you because now if you're in a militia, let alone if you're fighting a school board, this, this whatever they are, this oligarchy in DC are now calling you a domestic terrorist. And you know how, do, how, do, how is that uh, an issue? Because people want to fight back, but they don't want violence. But again, you, even if you, these oath keepers, all these people, they weren't violent, you know, they, 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 but now just because they, I saw a whole list that came out in the intercept of um, groups deemed domestic terrorists or uh, dangerous individuals. It's a lot of people that aren't violent, just want to protect the country. Yeah, and this was supposed to be on uh, January 6th of, of armed violent insurrection. Yet yeah, now 
<clears throat> not one single gun was confiscated from any of the people there. Not one. There was one act uh, of horrible violence, and that was a, a Capitol police officer killed uh, Ashley Babbitt. Right. Uh, Got a, her a from behind with no yeah. warning, with no yeah, weapons, I mean, while she was yeah. going through a window. Yeah. And and if she deserved to be shot, then they should have shot everybody. Yeah. Uh, and, and criminal trespass is not a lethal force uh, authorized. Right. Uh, it deserves no lethal force. It, yeah. It's crazy. You can only use the amount of force that's being used against you. And right. so shooting somebody calling through a window is absolutely unheard of. But here again, the hypocrisy and the double standard of, of the left and this administration, I'm sorry, this dictatorship. Right. Uh, and it, it's, it's mind boggling. And I, and, I, and I really think that if the, well, I totally believe that if the sheriffs don't get involved in our non-compliance and our civil disobedience, that there's no way this remains peaceful. And so I'm hoping for that. And I do want to do what you alluded to. And that is have the sheriffs form their own posses. Right. And what I want with that, we actually train in this, that every able-bodied man and woman that can be part of the posse needs to be. Right. And the sheriff needs to keep that organized. So he has a well-regulated militia or well-regulated posse, uh, to quote the Second Amendment militia, that he has his posse ready to respond in case of any emergency, doesn't matter what it is, and that they're trained and they're equipped and they're ready to go. And this is the reason why, because providing that kind of protection and backup for the sheriff's office is going to be vital. Right. And, and it doesn't really matter what the emergency is. I also want the sheriff to give every posse member an identification card that tells any agent that messes with them that they can show that identification with their picture on there and that the sheriff is stating emphatically that this person is required to be armed 24-7 and that they are working and serving at the behest of the sheriff and that interfering with that would be uh, obstruction of justice. Right. And, and you and I have been crisscrossing the country, talking to folks in, in real life and, and giving people encouragement and encouraging bravery of noncompliance, of course, not violent noncompliance. But That's right. the, uh, the thing is, I know you're seeing it, too, and you've known this for, you know, ever. But now I'm learning it and it's really shocking. The amount of land in this country that is barren farmland, the amount of I've been in 10 states in the last six weeks driving all around. The amount of abandoned manufacturing, abandoned entire towns surrounding manu abandoned manufacturing that could be thriving. But um, you talk a little bit about the seizure of land and the overreach of land. Well, the yeah. plans that this new uh, regime in there have for even upping that, plus we know about Gates and uh, China having bought, especially during Obama's years, so much of our farmland to not farm on uh, we are at a place where they are seizing land. Like you talked about the ranchers down um, on the border and how nobody's protecting them. But we're seeing all over America that happening. And when we go to events and people talk to me, these people are armed. These people are want to do that. But they're also, you know, they get that there's a there's a process. But what about this search and seizure and not being like being totally uh, bogus, but all the land in our country that is is at, you can't even they're not doing anything but apparently you can't 
because they took the land. Right. <laughs> I don't understand how this is happening. Well, about, I don't know, maybe it was 12, 15 years ago, I spoke at a big rally in Klamath Falls, Oregon. Right. And the reason was, is all these farmers and ranchers had the water turned off by the federal government to their to their farms and ranches. Right. And all in the name of doing a study, they hadn't even determined there was a problem yet. This was just to do a study. They shut down the water to one of the most fertile places in America, one of the most important farm areas in America. Do people understand if you keep shutting down farms and ranches, what happens to our food supply? Yeah. And what happens to the prices of food? Uh, you were seeing that. And we you are. can thank the current dictatorship in right. Washington for this. But it's all happened. It also happened big time under Obama and Clinton. Right. That they're that they're uh, shutting down the water in the Napa Valley. Right. They shut that off. They and the water is there. I know. They're actually diverting it to the ocean. I know. I and know. So it's happening I on both to, coasts. Yeah. That what county was I was in Merced, California, where they oh, where we right. get a lot of our nuts and uh, almonds. And right. I saw these almond trees withering away. And the sheriff is driving me through his county. He said, look at this. And my question, though, to him and other sheriffs, there should have been 25 sheriffs in California, all of them, perhaps. But the 25 that were affected should have walked up to that dam together right. and turned that dam back on. And get these farmers back to work right. uh, in California. Instead, we're acting like government can capriciously just do anything they want, shut off our water, destroy our livelihoods, destroy our food supply, and say, and that, well, it's an environmental concern. <laughs> uh, for God's sakes, folks. Yeah. We yeah. need we need to wake up. Yeah. Here's something though uh, that that maybe you haven't been asked yet. I've done a lot of research on the United Nations and uh, their charter and their plan and why they were established by Rockefeller and Kissinger and all of that. And it looks like it was a 50 year plan basically to take over America uh, when you look down, when you look through it. And I've watched and, and studied these color revolutions they've done all over the world illegally. In my opinion, some of the worst war crimes were done under the guise of a color revolution. And uh, you know that just a um, six months ago, uh, Blinken and Biden went to the United Nations and asked them to assess our country's systematic racism and gun violence and all of this. And when I look at the color revolution and I look at the United Nations place in it, because I, I studied a lot really what happened in Libya, Ukraine and Yugoslavia and other places, but especially those three started out like this with groups similar to Black Lives Matter, LGBTQ, whatever the group was. And then they were empowered by these NGOs, mainly if you scrape down George Soros-backed NGOs under the name of democracy. They overthrew the real uh, duly elected people. They put in their puppet in there. Next thing you know, it's a slave, basically debt slavery, trafficking, You know, they take all their resources. And then they call in the UN under this responsibility to protect which is totally unconstitutional. It's not a real thing. I think the whole UN plan is, is unconstitutional. I would be very happy if they were just off of our soil. But I, I have a feeling watching what these people are doing, especially knowing Blinken's history, that uh, this whole calling the UN to assess us, their next move is uh, the responsibility to protect. America is just fundamentally you know, 
destroyed and now the UN has to come in. And that's something I think a lot of people are looking at and thinking, what is the plan? What is going on here when it comes to that? So that, that's something I wonder like what you can say about that, because why is the UN assessing America? And meanwhile, the same week that Blinken and Biden asked the UN to assess us, Amnesty International said that the, we're the least oppressive country in the world. So I just feel very uh, uncomfortable about their situation and the UN's uh, place in our country. Well, we ought to take that look ourselves as the American people. If you want to look at what's going on and do an analysis, we should be doing it ourselves right. and then finding where the problem comes from. And I will tell you, I have said this uh, probably the last 15, 20 years, the greatest threat to our God-given constitutional American Republic is our own federal government. Right. If you want an analysis, analyze that. Right. Uh, but going to a communist organization as the UN is and asking them to analyze America's problems and come up with a solution, uh, that's like uh, putting more coyotes in charge of your chicken coop. Right. You know, right. that's absolutely opposite of what we should do. And if and if Biden had run telling us that he was going to allow the United Nations to right. set policy for our country, not him, not him, not Kamala Harris, not their regime, but foreigners right. who are total communists right. and and want to destroy America. Look, if you want to see how the destruction of America has been coming along, look at one thing. Since we joined the United Nations, how many wars has the United Nation got us involved in? Right, right. And they we're, create always, the problem. we're always in some sort of ridiculous war. Yeah. And it's all because the United Nations and our membership, oh, we're going to do It is ridiculous. And I'll tell you one thing. In my first book, from my cold dead fingers, why America needs guns. It was born out of my lawsuit. I sued the, the Clinton administration, won a case at the US Supreme Court. Right. The only time in history where sheriffs did that together. But in, the, in my book, I talk about the United Nations Good. and I talk about the dangers of that. And I talk, there's a paragraph that talks about both Bill Clinton and George Bush, George uh, H. Bush, right. uh, the first one. Right. Both of them, President Bush and President Clinton, talked about the New World Order yep. as if it were just around the corner. That New World Order, folks, also was assailed by presidential candidate, candidate Pat Buchanan, right. I believe back in, yeah, 1996. Mm -hmm. uh, it was really too bad we didn't listen to him then right. because he, had, he was the best candidate for president we've had in a long time. Right. It, and yeah. he, he would have changed that. But this New World Order is a way to destroy America and the United Nation is the head of that new world order. Right, I have to tell people all the time, I talk a lot, um, I did a, a couple really intense shows about uh, Operation Paperclip and Rockefeller and Kissinger and all of their plans for mm -hmm. the one world government, new world order, all roads lead to the United Nations. I mean, they built it, they paid for it. And like you said before about the food supply, Kissinger said, control the oil, you control the money, control the food, you control the people. And um, I firmly believe that. And all of this barren land, all these barren um, 
factories that could be up and running. Had had Trump, had they not stolen the election from Trump and everything and didn't keep them mired down, we would have thriving manufacturing and, and communities all over this country. Our farmland would be back and thriving. He was trying to help with the water too. Yeah. But now we have something else that I think is really terrifying. And I'm just cu- curious about your opinion. So when I'm studying geopolitics, I see NATO as the one world government's military. I don't they don't have any loyalty to the United States or to any country that they're part of. But on top of that, they don't respect our Constitution, our Bill of Rights, the law of our land and um, let alone the Bible and God that has no place in the United Nations because communist countries, they are the government is God. Um, the CCP, a lot of people don't know, once invited into the United Nations, now we're at the top level on every committee. So here's my thing. On top of this, Austin, Blinken, and Biden put in the first fully functioning NATO base in Virginia. And people are saying that that's okay. I'm saying, what are you talking about? We have a fully functioning foreign military base that does not respect the United States Constitution, our Bill of Rights, or we the people in Virginia, right near Langley. And nobody's saying, what? (laughs) What do you make of that? Well, Abraham Lincoln uh, warned us that if America, America would never be destroyed from the outside. Right. Well, look at what's inside NATO, United Nations and a communist regime uh, known as the Biden dictatorship. Right. Uh, It's all happening from within. And our acceptance of communism and socialism is part of that destruction. Right. Uh, And um, founding fathers warned us. Yeah to have uh, honest, open trade and relationships with all countries, all nations, but entangling alliances with none, that would shoot down the United Nations, that would shoot down NATO. And Trump was the first president in, in Since what, Reagan, 50, at least 70 years <laughs> that put NATO in its place, made all the other uh, nations in NATO Right. Uh, pay their fair share, which they weren't doing. Uh, and even America still today pays about 25% of the United Nation dues. Right. And, and there's a hundred countries, over a hundred countries in there. And we're paying that. Right. Uh, it, we're paying. But the thing of it is, our nation is paying for its own demise. And we, the people, are paying for our own demise. And I'll say this. I'll, I, I'm, I don't care who hears it. We need to stop sending money to Washington, D.C., until they follow the constitution and put liberty first. Yeah. Uh, this is ridiculous that we keep paying this kind of money for the corruption and the corrupt, unconstitutional, criminal spending that these corrupt politicians do in Washington, DC. Right. Absolutely ridiculous. Uh, we raise the debt 3.5 trillion for this next little package and it's free. It doesn't, it's zero. <laughs> I mean, right. that's the kind of line that, and, and propaganda schemes you would expect from Adolf Hitler. Yeah. Every time. Uh, and, and what did Jefferson say? That the worst government is the government that comes to you and tells you they're here to take care of you. Right. It's always laced. Tyranny is always laced with we're doing this for your own good. Yeah. And that should scare everyone. But if you don't learn from history. You're doomed to repeat it. Right. Well, you know, you know, as well as I know that um, between uh, Bush Sr. 
And then uh, everything that happened after uh, we, they changed everything. They rewrote history. They took out history. I think a lot of this taking down of statues and uh, demonizing our founding fathers, all this is straight out of that book, 1984. If you get rid of, if you get rid of the history, you have nothing to look back on. And it's, I, I believe that the, it's the pride of our country that has been damaged. The, the yeah. love of country, like uh, Savage says, borders, language, culture, that's what keeps the country strong. And they've chipped away at it from all corners. And uh, yeah, you're, you're absolutely right about why are we paying for the United Nations? Why are we allowing yeah. a military, foreign military base that has no loyalty to we the people or this country functioning in, in Virginia, right outside of DC? And of course, Boston and Millie welcome it cheering it on and, um, and I'm, I'm sitting there like what what is happening and that's why I say about the militia and the posse and getting the sheriff and stuff because these guys aren't going to stop until we stop them um they are way way beyond this plan I, if you go back oh I know you know but um so the World Economic Forum, which is the financial arm of um, of the United Nations, and of course, U.S. aid is the money laundering aspect of the United Nations. But the World Economic Forum, that head of it, Klaus Schwab, uh, who I believe is is, is is a serious, serious war criminal, because uh, I believe we're at war. But he wrote a book called COVID-19, The Great Reset, that people don't understand is what happened to us the last two years. I fully believe not only was this a bioweapon, and I, I feel like I can prove it, but on top of that, it was the decimation of the middle class and of our Bill of Rights that really was the goal, in my opinion, because uh, the second thing he did was some tabletop exercise at the world, and they don't hide it because they like to tell us what they're going to do. So then he did this cyber polygon tabletop exercise, which was about attacking our grid, our shipping, our infrastructure, our farming, our ability to sustain ourselves as a country. Done. Then the next one is the fourth industrial revolution. They wrote all this at the World Economic Forum, which includes a very pared down population of just basically slaves and elite. And they have no need for the middle class. So what I see has happened in the last two years, more than the COVID or the vaccine or all or the track and trace, which I think is the ultimate goal. Um, I see that we um we are missing the, the boat on what really is happening here and the end goal, which is this great reset. Yeah, and the name of that boat is Liberty. The Liberty boat is sailing, and uh, we're we're back here waving it goodbye right. uh, because we've got a better plan here. Uh, you know, it's it's really sad. Uh, it's heartbreaking to watch people who are good, honest American people actually support the destruction of our own constitution. I would ask everybody on the left, uh, whose whose statues do you want to? replace our founding fathers with well in new york apparently george floyd so well yeah that's one and and uh, yeah. okay do we want to put dr martin luther king in place of some of them well let me ask you a question there why don't you support civil rights then right martin luther king gave his life and do donated and uh, dedicated his life to civil rights right. civil rights are gone right and and the left the people who say they love Martin Luther King are destroying them. Yeah. So you don't want Martin Luther King because you don't believe in civil rights anymore. And not only that, Martin Luther King said we should all disobey unjust laws. Right. That's exactly what we teach at CSPOA. We have no obligation to obey an unjust law. We, we have no obligation as sheriffs and police in this country to enforce 
an unjust law. We're on the side of Dr. Martin Luther King there. Right. We want to keep this peaceful. The left doesn't want to keep it peaceful. They supported yeah. all the burnings and rioting uh, going on during the summer. They lasted for months. They didn't, they're not even tracking them. They're tracking no. mothers at the PTA who yeah. are saying, we don't want our kids taught about LGBTQ and CRT. Again, Martin Luther King must be looking down at this critical race theory and this 1619 project and the demonization of America with how much exactly. he did for this country. Because now all critical race theory is, is being racist against right. you know, the majority of America, but at the same time, hurting the black community. Because, you know, I've, I've assessed this in my own mind between Black Lives Matter, critical race theory, defund the police, uh, no, no law enforcement, no bail, no consequences, and now mandatory vaccines. I just see the Democrats once again doing a covert war on the black community. And uh, that's yeah. really, really shocking. But I do believe because yesterday I was lucky enough to be at my first event where New Yorkers were fighting back and I spoke and it was it, there was as many Black Lives Matter as America First, as MAGA, as all races, religions, gay, straight. Everyone was there together. And this is the only way out, in my opinion, is to understand that they pulled a color revolution, that they financed all these groups, that they finance all the division. And for we, the people, to start saying, you know what? We love, we love America. We're going to be Americans first until we take our country back. Then we can figure out how to deal with D.C., the opposite of what we've been taught, because at this point we're a constitutional republic, and I think our best bet is to each state to take back their sovereignty, take back their money to stop. Yep. I saw this list of all the COVID money that went to every county. Yep. It's, it's a ridiculous amount of money, but the caveat is to keep that money, you have to follow every single one of these communist Marxist executive orders that Biden put out, or from what I'm reading, Right. They take the money back. It, we, the people, need to unite. United we stand, divided we fall first. Because all the division is coming from these puppet masters at the UN World Economic Forum and then being facilitated out of D.C. Now, D.C. is what? It's not, it's not a state. It's, it, it's its own little entity over there. And uh, I just feel like it's a dumpster fire. I don't think the I don't think we can save this country through any of that. It seems like all the agencies turned on we the people. I find out the Patriot Act is written two years before 9-11. And now it's been turned on us, the DOJ, FBI, CIA, communists in America always. So no, don't count them. But all these agencies are unconstitutional. Where, sure. where does it say that they're even a legitimate? No, there's there's none. There's no authorization for the Department of Labor, the Department of Transportation, uh, especially uh, the Department of Education. Right. There's none of that. And you only have to look at what is uh, authorized and delegated in the Constitution and then refer to the Tenth Amendment. But the, as you alluded to, the states are the ones that are supposed to be enforcing that. The states have got to step up. And I, and I believe it actually has to happen county by county, state by state. Right. And that the and, and at the grassroots level, the counties were start teaching uh, the state that it's our job to make sure that the federal government stays in its proper lane of, of, of traffic of government. Uh, the proper role of government has been completely destroyed. And nobody understands that to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men. So 
it's our job to protect these rights. And if the federal government doesn't do it, uh, and if the state won't do it, then the counties absolutely must. And we're really proud of the counties that are declaring themselves to, uh, to be constitutional counties. There's even one in New York that has declared itself to be a constitutional county, Cattaraugus County. Right, New upstate. Has, right. Yeah, has declared themselves to be a constitutional county. And let me tell you and all your listeners here, Mel Kay, they absolutely said the reason why. It said in its resolution that they passed unanimously to be a constitutional county because the people of this county deserve to be free. Right. Wow, what a novel idea. The people of this county deserve to be free. And you know the threat uh, to yeah. destroy their freedom is coming from our own government. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, on that, on that level, so I've seen a lot of the evidence of the of the fraud in the election firsthand. I've had on a, a lot of people that have worked on it. I, I've met with Lindell, but I've also but Patrick Byrne, Jovan Pulitzer, Bobby Python, uh, Dr. Shiva. These people aren't getting paid. They, they just want the, the, the if our elections are fraudulent and our leaders are fraudulent and they're working for the communist socialists and taking deals or being blackmailed, then yeah. then there's nothing's going to change. And my thing is, I'm looking at the amazing fraud. I mean, we saw it. We saw it in Georgia with the people pulling the ballots out. We know about drop boxes where there's tens of thousands of votes. But with the camera that you can see, you know that it's only like 13 people putting in big giant bags of votes, which is illegal. We got all the illegal stuff with the election in, in Arizona, obvious. Can't the sheriffs do anything about the election fraud? They can, and they should be. And not only that, but we, we all need to take, uh, there's your analysis. Uh, if, the UNN, if the UN wants to analyze something, why don't they analyze why we use computers to tabulate the votes of the American people? Well, they own them. <laughs> well, of course. Yeah, so, so, but what, what government purpose? How are we serving the American people by using these very expensive right. computers instead of just doing a paper ballot and counting them? Right. one by one by hand right uh, why there is only one reason we do that and that is so they can manipulate the elections right and or get the story out to the media right well government doesn't exist to assist media and doing votes faster is not our job our job is to do them accurately in mm -hmm. in and provide the integrity of these votes to the american people so that we know that our vote are actually counting. No one, no one on the face of this planet knows how it's being tabulated inside those computers. Nope. They can be hacked. It's lost in cyberspace. The crimes are very difficult to fo follow sometimes because they are in cyberspace. Right. And so there's only one way. You would think because the Democrats and the left are pushing this narrative that there's no such thing as computer hacking. And if there <laughs> is, it certainly cannot happen to these Dominion machines, because it's impossible. We've already checked that, and Dominion says it's impossible. Uh, so now, the owners of the computers have really uh, pulled one over on us uh, right. and spent a lot of money on these stupid computers that are easily manipulated and uh, easily uh, provide for a corrupt uh, vote tabulation. Right. A vote tabulation. And no, Don Lamont 
You do not know that it was done uh, honestly and fairly. You do not know that, my friend. Put me on your show. I'll be glad to point it out to you. Oh, he's way too scared of you. He doesn't put anyone on a show. He can't bully. But no, I... yeah, exactly. So my my point is this, that yes, the sheriff should be uh, yeah. finding a way to do that and, and investigating those uh, machines as Sheriff uh, Darleaf has done in Barry County, Michigan. Right. But he's run into stonewalls uh, all the way, uh, just like this uh, recount and audit uh, in Maricopa County. Uh, we, we believe in auditing honest American citizens with no uh, probable cause and no due process right. uh, on their taxes, right. but we don't believe in auditing uh, foreign machines yeah. that tabulate our vote. Yeah. Uh, I, don't get, I don't get any of that, but I'm telling you right now that I'm glad you really asked that question. There is not one abuse going on in America at the federal or state or local level that the sheriffs in this country cannot stop. And that includes the crimes and uh, abuse of the IRS that we have allowed to go on in this country for the last 50, 60, 70 years. We allow this Gestapo organization to abuse the American people, to violate the constitution in these random uh, baseless audits of Americans every year that provides 90% more money out of each of those audits. And if they would make the tax system constitutional and fair, then we wouldn't even have to have an IRS. Right. But they refuse to do it because they love the control that that garners. And Biden is doubling down right. on getting more IRS involved in our lives and not less. Yeah. I mean, Janet Yellen, first of all, the whole Fed, we were betrayed back in uh, when the Federal Reserve Act went in. That was the ultimate betrayal of America in the 1913. And then yeah. with that came in the, the IRS. But here's the other thing. Also, these demons, they are Janet Yellen is saying that for every transaction from six hundred dollars and above, the IRS is going to be alerted by our personal banks. And then <laughs> then she says it's not spying. Well, yeah, it is. It's an illegal yeah, situation. Well, again, like I said, I don't guess he's doubled down. He's tripled down on allowing the IRS to run more of our lives. Yeah. And whatever happened to uh, the Fourth Amendment that says we have the right to be secure in our papers, houses, and effects, but that doesn't apply to our own bank accounts. And, and literally, the IRS owns every one of those bank accounts. Right wouldn't, it be, wouldn't it be wonderful if we could have a sense of privacy and ownership of our own bank accounts. Yeah, I mean, I, I've tried to explain that the Fed is really owned by the Bank of International Settlements with the IMF and the World Economic Forum and the UN all in cahoots. And we pay our taxes actually to a foreign entity that then kind of pays interest on our loans and then launders all the rest. <laughs> I mean, it's insane. Now, uh, I've kept you long enough, but I wanted you to uh, A, um, give people just some some practical things that they can do in their daily lives to make a difference now. That's what I get the most from most people is, what can I do? And I always say, speak yeah. out, get the facts, all of that. But if you could give people some, some facts and some solutions that they can implement in their lives, in their communities right now, I'd really appreciate it. And then please tell everyone how they can get involved with you because you, uh, you actually have the solutions and everyone in America should know your name. 
So if, oh, <laughs> if, well, you, could do, if you could uh, just do that, that'd be great. Well, folks, uh, the fact is we have to be involved or we will not have the solution. Uh, you can't just leave it to your sheriff. Uh, you must be involved with him. So thus, you, you must try to get a relationship with him. Find out if he is a constitutional sheriff. Folks, let me ask you, do you want a constitutional sheriff in your county and in your community? Do you want somebody who will protect and defend you from the abuses of government? Do you want somebody who will stand in the way and interpose on your behalf if they try to force you to take a vaccination or arrest you for not wearing a diaper on your face? Do you want this kind of protection and this kind of leadership in your community? Then you've got to have a relationship with your sheriff. Maybe you can uh, urge your sheriff and ask him to attend our training seminars. You can't do this in ignorance. Education is, is a real key to all of this. And then you work with your sheriff to be a part of his posse. And it's up to him how to utilize or train a posse. It's totally up to him. It is not a liability to the county. It's a liability not to have one. And there's no way that he has or she has the amount of manpower and resources available uh, for the emergencies and the abusive government that we need to stop. Right. How are we going to stop these forced vaccinations? If your sheriff's not involved, what are you going to do? And you can develop a plan to make sure that this is stopped at your border, at your county borders. We ask all of you to be involved with us. Join us in this holy cause of liberty. Yeah. Every single one of you can join our posse. If you go to CSPOA, CISPOA, Constitutional Sheriff's Peace Officers Association, CSPOA.org, join the posse there. Make a donation. You want us to keep going? You want us to keep the training going? We need your financial support. Right. That's all there is to it. Oh, it's we so small compared you, to what we we're doing. We don't want you to sell your home or your farm. We just ask that everybody do what you can. And let's be together in this solution that is both peaceful and effective. Yep. Sheriff Mack, I'll tell you, I've, I've talked to a lot of people about solutions. Your solution is the one that can actually work and work for we the people. And on the other side, I believe if we can- We have proof it off, it's working. We yeah. have proof it's working. And, yeah. And if we can pull this off, take back our country, put back into DC, the only things that matter, which are the constitution, the bill of rights and the Bible, in my opinion, yeah. and get rid of all the, the muck, uh, what America could be and should be on the other side, it will be amazing, will be the best is yet to come. Yeah. But we, the people, have to save this country. I often say God wins this war. This is a war between God and Satan and good and evil, in my opinion, mm -hmm. that we are fighting right now. And yeah. as much as I know God wins, we, the people, need to be on the front lines making sure that we do the work to get there. So, uh, Sheriff Mack, thank you so much. I hope you'll stop yeah. back. And uh, I just wanted you to know, uh, I'm so grateful for your voice and um, everyone needs to go to your website because there's so much information there that is empowering to the average American citizen. Mm -hmm. And once we understand that, we're not gonna just vote for a party. We're gonna start voting for people and okay. people that respect the constitution. So uh, thank you so much, Sheriff Mack. And uh, I cannot tell you how grateful I am for your voice being out there. And the more people that get to know you and hear you and follow you, the sooner this will be, uh, I think, turned around. Thank you so Thanks. much. Thanks, Matt. We'll see you soon. See you soon. Thanks.